Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We have a story now that'll touch your heart. The man's name was Timothy Henson. Timmy Moore chose the homosexual lifestyle because he craved fat dick right now. But along with the sexual activity came a really bad case of hemorrhoids. And soon Timothy Henson was facing full bloom AIDS. Every day he prayed to Satan until a Christian family befriended him and gave him new peanut butter AIDS. Tim Henson was looking for breasts. And we have all these myths about homosexuality and he was just being a careless fairy. When he came free, that, that he wasn't a quote faggot. He was a person looking for those great big old tits. He wanted the real thing, and he got it. God gave him less tension in the asshole. Hey, freaks! It's Friday, February twelfth, twenty twenty-one. Coming up on the program today, a fetus rocking out live from the womb. Plus, your one-stop resource for pussy blood-stained underwear and squirt-coated masks. And Mead Skelton's first crush almost handed him a restraining order. All coming up today. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? I want to get bred like an animal. I know what abortion smells like. Did you know abortion even had a smell? Timothy James Henson, hold my hand while I poo. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. All right, hey, freaks. Tim back here with you one more time as we wrap up the week with the Friday show. Got a good one for you today. Uh, you know, many years ago, I'm talking dawn of the Internet days, back before there were rules and regulations the only thing on the World Wide Web was GeoCities homepages and pornography. Oh, I miss those days. At least we still have porn, right? That'll never go away. If porn goes away, the internet goes away. We must protect our greatest natural resource. Businesses started popping up in the in the in the nineties, you know, the, the birth of the internet. Uh, one of the first companies that I remember seeing advertisements for that is still around is uh, eBay. Started in 1995 uh, under a different name. Hey, by the way, did you know this? Here's an interesting uh, little tidbit of information. eBay does not stand for, like, Electronic Bay. Like, a lot of people say. They say, like, bays are uh, little areas where people can sell shit at, like, flea markets and stuff. It's an Electronic Bay. No, that is not why eBay is named eBay. The dude who started eBay uh, created the site as Auction Web and then changed the name in 1997 um, after uh, a name of another business of his. He had a, a consulting firm called Echo Bay Technology Group, and that's why it's called eBay. But EchoBay.com was taken, and so he just shortened it to eBay.com. There you go. Distort of you daily, hear juicy cum farts, and learn a little something. Knowledge is power. Ting. <laughs> and there's your cum fart for the day. Cum farts. Where was I? Oh, yes. In the 90s, when eBay was uh, just getting off the ground, they had very few restrictions as to what you could post and sell. It wasn't uncommon to find pornography and, like, dirty underwear. 
Cum Socks. Cum Socks. You haven't been able to purchase nasty, soiled underwear on eBay for a long, long time. And I kind of wondered where people were turning to. I guess Craigslist, maybe? Well, yesterday on the podcast, thanks to a news story, I learned about the website Sniffer, a website dedicated to selling used underwear to, well, sniff freaks. The guy, he's into dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. Well, chances are he's a happy sniffer customer. Uh, if you want to check it out for yourself, the website is spelled S-N-I-F-F-F-R.com. I have a few sample listings that I found. Yeah, I signed up for an account. I'm just window shopping, though. The website is pretty great because uh, you see an image of the product up for sale. There is not only a description to the product, but then there's profile details of the person who wore this fucking disgusting soiled item. So I've got a few examples here of uh, listings. The first one is Silk Thong, 24 hours no wiping. You're guaranteed to get some matter that has been left inside the underwear. Uh, silk pink panties worn for 24 hours in leggings without wiping. Strong scent, skid marks, and always made to order. Isn't that Wendy's hamburger slogan? Fresh, never frozen, made to order. So uh, this is being sold by Thick and Thongs. She's a curvy woman with blonde hair, blue eyes, and big boobs. And she's sporting a Brazilian pubic hairstyle. Then as a bonus, you can click on her profile picture and uh, you can see all sorts. Of, it's like a social media site almost. You, she can post things, little updates. You learn a little more about the woman behind the shit-stained thong. You can also see her other listings. Like uh, She has a blue mesh lace thong uh, up for sale, always made to order, and immediately placed in a Ziploc bag to lock in freshness. <laughs> I don't think the smells coming out of your pussy are fresh. It's not like spearmint or something. Here's another seller, Purple Peach 13. She's a curvy woman with brown eyes, huge uh, boobs, and a big bush. She's selling what she calls her dark collection set. Dark panties are perfect for tasting acidic pussy. Okay. It's like a fine wine, she says. My dark collection... Is it dark or dank? My dark collection offers you a chance to enjoy my essence with pH stains and noticeable cream. Oh, and then, this, just like we learned in the news story yesterday, some uh, sellers also offer add-ons, right? So you can, <laughs> you can pay an additional $5 per day for extra cream or $10 a day extra for skid marks. She'll really, you know, jam it up her crack and get something on there for you. Best part, it's not just panties up for sale anymore. Oh, that's right. Sniffers branching out. Seller The Jordan B Experience is putting up her nasty, disgusting socks. Drunk and moist at karaoke tonight. Lady, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Karaoke is the last thing you should be doing. Every time I go to the club, I end up getting drunk and horny because the whole bar of men fawn over me. So then I go in the bathroom and finger bang one out till I juice up my panties. This does not sound like it was written by a woman. This sounds like what guys hope women sound like. All right. Uh, yes, I go to the bathroom and I finger bang one out till I juice up my panties. I usually throw them out, but I'll let you buy them and wear them as your face mask. Oh, 
I'm so glad you said face mask. That was the basis of the news story that I read yesterday. Men are buying, uh, let's just call it pre-scented face masks now. And they're buying them through Sniffer. KM, who has an average body type and black hair with green eyes and big boobs and another Brazilian pubic style, uh, will sell you a mask. Uh, She says, do you want to smell my pussy all day long out in public? My COVID masks are for you. It's up to you how many days worth of pussy in your mask for only $10. Ting! Another mask seller uh, has a great picture of the face mask. It's jammed inside her ass. The mask is literally just sort of hanging out from her butthole. Uh, She says, face masks finally hit the shop. Made to order, worn as a panty liner for a whole day. Add-ons include uh, using it as a masturbation wipe, $5. Cream pie wipe, $5. And ass wipe, $10. Here's another mask. Face masks worn for 24 hours, including gym visits. My wet pussy juices get soaked up in the mask so you can really smell me all day long. Breathe me in. That is uh, what Sniffer.com is all about. Oh, they also have crusty panties. Silky panties covered in discharge from three days wear. Nice and creamy and crusty. Okay, now this I don't like. You can sell soiled underwear. Smelly underwear. But I draw the line at crusty. You're starting to step on the toes of my business. Remember about a year, year and a half ago, I came up with my crusty panties? Hi, I'm Jennifer, the creator and chief creamer at My Crusty Panties. You've never felt and tasted a chunkier, thicker, and messier load of discharge than the moist, sticky discharge in My Crusty Panties. Order My Crusty Panties right now and we'll double your order. That's two My Crusty Panties for the price of one. Just pay separate shipping and handling charges. Hold it, skank. Order in the next 15 minutes, because we can't do this all day, and you'll receive a pair of My Bloody Culottes. Culottes stained with menstrual blood. A lot of menstrual blood. Guys, she's a gusher. And it's chunky. Two My Crusty Panties and My Bloody Culottes, all for $19.95? Amazing. For the grossest panties with the creamiest discharge, visit MyCrustyPanties.com. I didn't even think to search Sniffer for menstrual blood stuff. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of hits here. Alana Mistletoe is selling her panties with, quote, extra panty sauce. Another another pair of panties ruined by the Red River. I'm at my horniest when I'm on my period, so come and get a taste of my best juices. And she provided a picture of her blood-stained panties. Finally, uh, I will read this one. This is from Let Me See Dat Thong. Uh, period-stained panties, $40. And again, there's a picture provided. Use period panties stained with blood, sweat, hormones, and my yummy discharge. I hope you all like garlic. Oh. All right, there you go. That's the new e-commerce site, Sniffer. Moving on now. Uh, A couple freaks have actually asked me for a Mead Skelton update. Haven't we talked about Mead recently? I guess maybe we skipped last week, but uh, Mead has returned. I do have something to share with you. This is just so sad and creepy and funny. Mead recently posted a video on his channel sharing his first love story, his first crush, right? Uh, Back when he was a teenager, he would go riding horses or something with some girl named Shannon, 
whom he fell deeply and madly in love with. Uh, Shannon, though, did not return those feelings, of course. Looked very soft and feminine. And, uh... Really had a nice uh, riding seat. She just knew how to ride horses. She was really good with them. Is that like, uh, are, you, are you saying she has a nice ass? That bitch has a nice riding seat. And uh, he was sort of smitten with her, but uh, she's not really smitten back, you know. So I remember uh, Shannon, <laughs> of course, uh, was very nice to me. Uh, she used to smile at me a lot, and we rode horses together, but I don't think she really understood me in that way. You know, there was a, a slight age gap. She was two years older than me and when you're 14 years old versus 16 it's just yeah yeah that's why she didn't like you it's a big difference you know the age gap so uh she was interested in older boys and she said that she couldn't date me because she was already seeing a retired physician he was 67 years old she likes him older Honestly, Mead, though, is kind of right. You don't see too many, like, juniors in high school dating freshmen. But if she was attracted to him, I'm sure she would have broke that rule, right? Made an exception. The thing is, she's just not attracted to him. That's that's the real reason they weren't together. But anyway, Shannon became um, almost an obsession. And I would keep this notebook about her where I write poems about her called the Shannon Book. Yes. And once I found a strand of her hair and I taped it to a page of the Shannon Book. And if I couldn't find my pen, I'd just write stuff in blood. She will be mine. Along with pentagrams and stuff. So- like, this is turning psycho, right? She became kind of a... <laughs> an obsession for me he even said it but anyway shannon became um, almost an obsession the real reason we didn't date is on account of the restraining order and you know like Mead is even saying it like like weird like you know she was kind of even an obsession for a while and he's sugarcoating this shit it's probably 10 times worse than he's making it out to be i want to know what was in that journal the shannon book If I can't have her, no one will. I'm going to ask her one more time to go to the dance with me. And if she says no, I'm going to string her to a tree. Rip off all of her clothes and pour sweet tea down her tight little body. Soaking her titties in that juice. And that's how Mead came up with that song, Sweet Tea. And I would keep this notebook about her where I write poems about her called mm-hmm. The Shannon Book. Mm-hmm. Some of the poems were a bit um, risque. And mm-hmm. Does anyone want to take bets that there may have been some rape-themed erotica in there? It's okay that we're doing this. Because I had a dream, and God told me I would have you. I would talk about rendezvous in the hayloft and that sort of thing, but also beautiful poetry, beautiful love, Mm -hmm. uh, romantic love, and sort of things that I thought were really sweet. As luck would have it, I found uh, Mead's Shannon journal, and uh, I've got one of his poems about Shannon right here. Would you like to hear it? I thought you would. Can I get some romantic Valentine's Day-themed music, please? Shannon, should I do it in his voice or my voice? Shannon, oh Shannon, you make my turgid dick as hard as a cannon. Like the Battle of Baton Rouge, my cannon will fire covering you in my spooge. When you straddle that horse with those milky thighs, I felt it in my pants, oh yes, the South will once again rise. Watching the shirtless Negro slaves work up a sweat on the plantation... Gets my Yankee Doodle dripping and straining, resulting in ejaculation. 
Shannon, oh Shannon, your sun-kissed skin from tannin. While I'm just a pasty white and a member of the alt-right. Would you wear something sexy like a thong or a white hood? After all, the KKK is just misunderstood. I'd like to take you on a date or two. Maybe to a deli where we can mock the Jews. Or see a movie that's brand new. Or chain ourselves to a Confederate statue. Shannon O'Shannon, I hold you in high regard. So won't you date this sad racist retard? Love Mead. <laughs> now that's a poem. I would have liked to see Mead uh, perform at Joe Biden's inauguration. <laughs> Could you imagine what his poem would be for Joe Biden? All right, let's continue on here with Mead's uh, first crush story. And I just had all these stirrings in me like I never felt before. Like I'm- Who the fuck still talks like this? Mead exists in the 1800s mentally. I had these stirrings inside me. And I just felt that way around her. Of course, I love riding with her. That was a treat. But I look forward to riding because I might see Shannon. So Shannon was really nice, and she um, didn't have a horse of her own. And I thought maybe she'd like to ride my horse one day. But apparently she didn't want to ride my horse. No. No, she had a thing for this older boy named Eric. She wanted his horse. Not- All right. He is totally talking about cock right here, right? He's doing this on purpose. If this was any other person, I would think that. But Mead, he might actually be talking about a horse. I don't think he has the ability to get that sexual. Fine. Of course, he had a bigger horse than I did. It was- okay. okay. <laughs> well, maybe. Or expensive. And I guess she just wasn't interested in my horse. She wanted to ride his horse. So um, they used to go riding together till oh. sunset. And um, they just seemed to have a lot in common. Of course, um, there I was just all by myself. Just playing with your own horse. What the farm Shannon would put on her bikini and she would, I'd be sitting there at the edge of the pool and she would come right up next to me, sit right next to me in her bikini saying, hello. I was like, you can't have this. <laughs> I don't even know she was thinking that. It just felt that way. So I felt very frustrated on multiple levels. So when I was thinking, I just needed to come about Shannon, I was thinking about all kinds of things. How do you think Mead would have turned out if this girl would have fucked him you know what i mean do you think his whole life would have would have been different if he just got all that sexual frustration out and in like he he had that experience i i just think me wouldn't be so fucking weird Chart. you know like the, the 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 subject matter of his songs might be totally different she might have turned him on to like different types of music. He could be like a world-renowned musician. He could be on the Billboard charts right now. Switch oh, I would love to see like a Sliding Doors type movie about what what Mead's life could be like. Remember that movie Sliding Doors? Probably not. I don't even think it did very well, but it started Gwyneth Paltrow. I think it was like in the nineties, and it's this movie where uh, Gwyneth Paltrow at one point um, gets on a train or misses a train or something. And then you see how her life would have been different if she would have just done that one thing that got on the train. And so, the, like, the story veers off. You hear it. You see both versions of the story. That's what I want from me. We know how it turned out 
when me didn't get laid from this horse chick. You know, those are things that how boys are. They're just how they think. Now, what I had for Shannon was not love. It was it was infatuation, bordering on lust, and that's what it was. Well, bordering on obsession is what it sounds like. It wasn't anything more than that. The court called it criminal stalking as you knew so as i saw shannon and eric together i just became increasingly jealous i started killing things it started with squirrels that became my new obsession and i would do everything i could you know to see where shannon was what she was up to yeah. she would come up to me and smile and i remember on occasions we talked about horses and what we liked and what kind of music we liked and I'm not going to play the whole thing here because Mead babbles on and on. But basically, Mead starts sending her anonymous letters. He didn't want her to know that it was him. He didn't even write it. He he just cut out letters from a magazine. It was like a ransom note. No. Uh, so he, eventually, he sent her some flowers and confessed to who he was. And, well... Shannon obviously did not return those feelings. No, some of the letters were a bit, um, well, suggestive, I, su I guess you might say. I didn't understand because I didn't know it was inappropriate. I was just... Yeah, you really have to read between the lines here. I think Mead freaked this girl the fuck out. So eventually, when I revealed who I was, Shannon became came somewhat disturbed for some reason. So <laughs> What an interesting choice of words there. <laughs> told her father and her father she became concerned scared disturbed um called our house and spoke to my dad or my sister i can't remember and said well shannon is not interested and if he keeps doing this we're gonna have to call the sheriff see now we're only getting mead's sugar-coated version of this story but think about what has happened here this girl is scared She's, she got her dad to call Mead's parents and say, he needs to stop or we're going to call the police. Uh, so basically... I want the real deets. I, was I need to find Shannon. Oh my God, we need to track her down. How can we do this, freaks? Uh, so basically, I was facing a restraining order at age 14. Uh, so yeah, that's the story, folks. That's how it ends. I... I, I love Mead. I'm sorry. Th this guy is just so hilarious. Like, if you listen to Mead, he's like, he's like, yeah, I like, I don't understand. I like this girl. I sent her some love letters. Next thing you know, I'm served with a restraining order. Yeah, there's some stuff there you're leaving out, me thinks. All right, so there you go. There is your Mead skeleton update to end the week. Let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news right now. Uh, what a silly, dumb show today. Oh, yesterday's show was a lot of fun. It was Sideshow exclusive. I urge you all to sign up and become a true and honorable freak over there at superfreaksideshow.com. Sideshow is DV's member site where you get full access to the entire archive of programs. Well over 3,000 shows at this point. Plus, every week we do exclusive shows like the one I did yesterday. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for uh, new insensitive reenactments. We did one of those yesterday. Yes. Talked about the website Sniffer, Pussy Face Masks. A lot of fun stuff. Check it out. Superfreaksideshow.com. We actually did two Sideshow exclusive podcasts this week. Hear them both when you sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. 
other ways to support the program, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you want Distorted View to continue for a long, long time, support the show right now. All right, three very quick stories. First up, this one was submitted in our Discord. There is a, a news submission channel. Got to say thanks to that one German guy for sending this in. This may be. Now, I know for a fact it is our youngest Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee. The headline reads, U.S. Toddler to Release Debut Album. I wouldn't even call this kid a toddler because it hasn't even clawed its way through its mother's sloppy, dripping snatch hatch yet. Yes, this album was recorded in the womb. Have you ever heard of anything quite as stupid? What's even more shocking is the fetus's music is still better than Linda Finkel's A Mother's Work Is Never Done. Six o'clock alarm rings, get the breakfast and the lunches and the clothes and other things that they need for their day-to-day. Off of Linda's debut LP titled Bored Housewife Blues. This, by the way, is why there is a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame. Even though it's not the first Linda Finkel song we ever played, the first one was that 9-11 tribute, which was super bad. But at the time, a lot of a lot of shitty musicians were making 9-11 tribute songs. This is back in 2001, right? So I kind of just lumped her with all the other musicians. But then, after doing a little more digging and hearing what Linda Finkel's all about, I knew the Hall of Fame had to be named after her. And this song, A Mother's Work Is Never Done, is really what's... So it cinched it for me. Always be around. My mother's work is never done. You think it through, you just begun. It's really like it's a whole song of self fucking pity. Oh, she worked so hard for her family day in and day out. To wipe away the tears and the fear and the hurt inside. Each night your mother prays for you. Oh, she wipes away your tears. She prays for you. Look what your mother does for you. She gets nothing in return. It's all because she loves you so much. All right. uh, uh, This toddler or fetus's parents are Elizabeth Hart, a member of the psych rock band Psychic Ills, and musician Ivan Diaz Maffey, who has worked with Lee Scratch Perry. Oh, my. Well, I had no idea. He worked with Scratch. We're dealing with a true artist here. Psych rock band. Scratch Perry. (laughs) I'm supposed to be impressed by this. In five hour long joint meditation sessions. I hate this couple so much. They recorded uh, the mother in utero via electrodes on Hart's abdomen and using biosonic MIDI technology. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit right there. Is that, is that how you recorded your, your kid with biosonic MIDI technology? Well, I'm going to release an album of my unborn baby. We use space-age hi-fi omnidirectional stereoscopic laser arrays. So it, it just it produces a better quality sound because we care about that. I, I'm a musical artist that cares about, you know, the recording and, and the quality. But y- y- you go ahead with, with your biosonic MIDI technology. Sounds like underwater scuba bullshit or something. I don't know. The recordings were then edited down. <laughs> I'm so stupid. 
The recordings were then edited down with Hart and Diaz Mathy saying uh, they were trying to intervene as little as possible, allowing Luca's message to exist in its raw form. I haven't heard this. I guarantee you this is what it's going to sound like. Glob, glob, gurgle, gurgle, bloom, bloom, bloom. I feel like this is nothing new. Like when you go to the doctor for an ultrasound, you can hear the baby's heartbeat, right? Isn't that the same thing? You're just going to hear a bunch of like squishing and sloshing around of the, the, of the woman's stomach. We'll find out here in, in a second. All right. Uh, the album Sounds of the Unborn will be released on April 2nd. I prefer Diary of an Unborn Fetus. That little Marky song all about abortion. All right, uh, already exhibiting the kind of confidence required by rock stars, the baby apparently is a fan of her own work. Her awareness of what was happening was astounding, said label Sacred Bones regarding the mixing sessions. Oh, apparently the baby was born, so she was she was in the uh, the mixing session as a, as a real as a real live born baby. She would open her eyes wide and stare at her parents seemingly recognizing her own sounds from the womb, knowing that they were revisiting those rituals that made them come together as one. What a steaming pile of bullshit that line was. A baby recognizes the sounds it made in its own womb. Here's uh, the official music video. You can't see it, but there's really nothing to see. It's, It's a lot of, like, glitchy, abstract visuals. What we want to hear, what we're concerned with, is the sound. This is the first preborn rock star. It sounds like whales communicating. What the hell did you give birth to? Let me let me fast forward. I can't imagine. Why would anyone buy this? the miracle of pregnancy or the soundtrack to a horror film because it sounds kind of scary if you ask me Ah! the baby's chewing its way out of my stomach (laughs) rosemary's baby shit all right uh second story we have for you today a serial killer in Russia has been in prison for life all for just killing and eating three of his friends He said that he just wanted to see what they tasted like. They were already dead. It's not like I'm a cannibal. I didn't kill them to eat them. I killed them because I fucking hated them. And then I saw their dead body and I was like, well, I wonder if I seasoned them. What would they taste like? Would it be good? Uh, Edward uh, Seleznev, 51, uh, from Northwest Russia, was convicted of killing three of his drinking friends age 59, 43, and 34, between March 2016 and March 2017. Seleznev reportedly stabbed his buddies when they passed out under the influence of alcohol. It's it's kind of their fault. Curious to know what they tasted like, he boiled up their bodies. Wait a second. (laughs) So maybe he did kill them to eat them, because all they did was pass out due to alcohol. And then he was curious as to what they tasted like, so he boiled up their bodies. I'm guessing killing them first, right? Uh, It wasn't like a lobster situation where you just dunk them in live. Curious to know what they tasted like, he boiled up their bodies, cut them up, and obtained the best parts for his meal. 
The undesired parts were then dumped into a local river. That's f- that's a lot of food waste. You can't donate that to a shelter or something? Soup kitchen? Homeless people aren't too picky. Although, I don't like that he just boiled their bodies. I feel like if I was going to taste human flesh for the first time, I would grill it. Maybe bread and bake it. Although boiling probably does make the meat more tender. You may have been onto something here. Seleznev was sentenced to life in prison by a lower court. His lawyers appealed the decision, but they were unsuccessful. And now the highest court in Russia has confirmed the sentence. Yeah, we may have read about this guy when he was first arrested. This might this might be a DV update. We read about so many cannibals in Russia, it's hard to keep track. Seleznev had initially tried to misguide the police and the victim's family by telling them that his friends had moved out looking for work. Yeah, they've been gone for a while. They moved to a different city. When the partially decomposed bodies of the victims floated to shore, police were able to link their deaths with Seleznev as his stories about them leaving town didn't fall in place with the time of death. He was ordered to stand trial after psychiatrists declared him sane, I would get a second opinion, and fully responsible for his actions. Despite this, the defendant gave evidence saying that voices in his head told him to commit the crimes. After reevaluating all of the evidence, the Russian Supreme Court sentenced Seleznev to life in prison without the possibility of parole. In hindsight, I guess the insanity defense was not his best play. I would have went with... I'm out of work, I'm poor, I had no food, I didn't hear voices in my head, I heard voices in my tummy. I was just fighting to survive and, you know, I I, just, my, I snapped and I cooked my friends to eat them to, to live. And I guess the other problem is uh, it, it wasn't just a one-time thing. He had uh, several bouts of cannibalism between 2016 and 2017. It's, uh, at this point, a, a pattern of cannibalism. Final story we have for you today, the president of the Tokyo... Uh, Thank you, mildly xenophobic music stinger. That could be Distorted View's slogan. (laughs) Distorted View Daily, mildly xenophobic. The president of the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee said Thursday that he would not resign. Oh, Lord, what did he do? Well, there has been pressure on him to do so after making derogatory statements about... Do you want to take a guess? Americans? Black people? Gays? Jews? So many options. No, he made some derogatory comments earlier in the week about women. The controversy surrounding Yoshiro Mori, the gaff-prone former Japanese prime minister is one more problem the postponed Tokyo Olympics really didn't need as organizers in the IOC try to pull off the games in the midst of a pandemic. The games are scheduled to open this year on July 23rd. It's not going to happen, right? I don't know. How how are, like, uh, vaccination efforts around the world? I've kind of just been focused on the U.S., where it's not going great here. wonder if the rest of the world has their shit together. If so, maybe the Olympics will take place. Uh, I am not thinking to resign, Maury said. I've been working hard and helped devotedly for seven years. I will not be stepping down. What did he say? What did he say about women? I have to know. The International Olympic Committee said it will not urge Maury to resign, saying his apology was enough. In an online meeting of the Japanese Olympic Committee Board of Directors earlier in the week, 
Mori was reported by the daily newspaper Asa Shimbom or something as saying, women talk too much in meetings. They need to pipe down, shut their traps, let the men talk and get shit done. Uh, his comments have created a storm in Japan where women are grossly underrepresented in politics and in boardrooms. I believe we have some audio of a woman boardroom member. You look at the next slide, you can see now that our operating costs are up 23%. Ron, I think it's 19. No, the new number's all right. It is 23%. You stupid bitch. Don't you ever correct me in front of people again. What do you think you are, you ignorant cow? You think you've got the right to tell me anything? You wouldn't get away with it here. Well, maybe in Japan you would. The statement made at the Japan Olympic Committee was an inappropriate expression, contrary to the spirit of the Olympics and Paralympics. Mori said, I am deeply remorseful. I would like to withdraw that statement. No takesy-backsies. I would like to apologize for any unpleasant feelings. In an online meeting, the 83-year-old official said, Women are very competitive. When one of them raises her hand, the others probably think they have to say something too. And then everyone says something. And then it's just all a bunch of high-pitched squealing, lots of clucking. Gives me a goddamn headache. Uh, Maury's... No, he didn't say that last part. Maury's comment came when he was asked about the presence of few women on the board of the Japanese Olympic Committee. Yeah, we did that on purpose. The fewer the women, the better. You know, it's it's more productive this way. Quote, if we're going to have more women directors, someone has remarked, then meetings go on for a long time unless we restrict the comments. These bitches have diarrhea of the mouth. I'm not saying who that is, though. All right. In defending Mori, the IOC noted its support for gender equality as one of the key pillars of Olympic values, including an increase in the number of women on its own executive board to 33 percent with five of 15 members. This is just one of many problems the Tokyo Olympics are already swamped with. About 80 percent of Japanese in polls say the game should be postponed or canceled. They've also spoken out on rising costs that may total more than $25 billion, which is an obscene amount to do any, like, just for one stupid event, the Olympics. Don't we have, like, enough stadiums and swimming pools and shit across the country? Just go to the ones that are already built. Do your stupid competitions there. His comments made me think about uh, the early days of Distorted View Daily when I really hated women. No, uh, we featured a bunch of, uh, like, sexist coffee commercials from the 50s and 60s. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, maybe these weren't sexist. They're just guys saying, you know, your your coffee is awful. Don't serve it. It tastes like shit. It's just, it's guys not sugarcoating it. Like, we're just, you know, we're just telling it like it is. We're treating you as an equal, ladies. Isn't that what you want? I found one of them here. Hold on. You make me feel very unwifely, McNaughton. Go barbecue. I still say don't serve your awful coffee with my steaks. Oh, Mrs. Olsen, he's always crabbing about my coffee. I could cry. First of all, who the fuck has coffee with their steak? That's a weird combo, right? That couple's strange. Here's another ad. Your coffee, sir. Oh, she's... And this is a weird one, too. She's serving this guy's coffee... In the bathroom while he's shaving. Thanks, beautiful. You're welcome. Take a swig of that swill. How can such a pretty wife make such bad coffee? I heard that. 
I guess these are sexist because it's like, dude, if you don't like the coffee, make it yourself. Why, why does a woman have to serve you? Here's another one. Darling, it's our anniversary. Why so glum? Nothing. Well, <laughs> I think I know why he's glum. It has to do with your coffee. Nothing. Well, it's your coffee. Again? Even today? Honey, your coffee just doesn't taste any good. Which is why we're going to need to divorce. I'm sorry. Those are just the rules. I don't make them up. All right. Uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. All over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Uh, already talked about the Discord. There's a link on the main navigation bar if you want to join yeah, what, 1,100 other freaks in there? All right, let's see what uh, what some of you guys are up to. We'll start with a patron call. You're Jimmy Blue, Tony Prolapse, with a testament for the freaks who are not available, sorry, who are not available, who are not on the sideshow. Let me just read you a quote from Tim Henson from 1417. If I followed up with the Den people, I could have been on their network. I could have been raped by millionaires. Maybe Brian Singer would have saw something in me, and I could have appeared in one of the X-Men movies. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our Lord and Savior, Timmy Buhansen, talking about if he were raped, it would change his life for the better. Sign up for the oh, fucking... Yeah. Sometimes... <laughs> yeah, sometimes rape leads to, to good things. Opportunities in the business. I was talking about that. Um, I remember it was that uh, there was an internet television company, an internet video site uh, in the early days of the internet called Den. And I think Brian Singer had something to do with it. Or he was, there was a documentary about how the creators uh, of this site ended up being like, uh, like gays. And they would, they would go after the, the young stars of their shows or something. And Brian Singer was, affiliated with it and there's been tons of allegations against uh brian singer so i i don't know yeah sure if i would have signed with that company i would have totally given up my boy pussy for uh some meaty parts in movies i'd give my meaty part to be in some meaty parts timmy boo you careless fairy essential or trash listen just making an announcement I somehow have been promoted to management. That's right, management. You're now a white-collar asshole. I don't know what they were thinking, but here we are. Love you, boo. Bye. Well, congratulations on your promotion. I hope that uh, trickle-down economics does its thing and somehow I get more money from you. Reno. <laughs> uh, there should be a Kia Reno. It was a Kia Nero. I was so excited to get one of those. It was a plug-in, uh, not a plug-in hybrid, uh, uh, one of those hybrids. I don't know. Tim, you are one stupid motherfucker. Why the fuck are you buying a Kia? I'm not buying a Kia. I'm leasing it. Okay. Yeah. You're literally 
really looking at the only three cars that I would have recommended you, Toyota, Subaru, and Honda. Those are the only three fucking cars that are worth a damn. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. I, uh... I was looking at those cars, and uh, the dealership wouldn't work with me because I was trading in my my Hyundai early. I was still on lease, so I had several months left on it, and I could have waited. You know, I think right about now is when I should have uh, turned it in, the end of the the, elite, the lease officially. But I didn't want to wait. I wanted to get rid of this fucking car because it was so small. I wanted something bigger and, uh, you know, all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive or something. So that's why I did what I did, and I'm very happy. Well, you know, the the Nero situation didn't work out because it crapped out on me in the Burger King drive-through line. Um, but the the Kia that I ended up with, the Kia Seltos, I I love. It's like a, a little bigger SUV situation, and uh, it's awesome. Hey Tim, this is the Satanic Redneck. Uh, I was just calling to let you know I'm going to be rolling through your town here. This weekend, uh, oh, no, not not looking for you. Just got a got a funeral, but just figured uh, to let you know. I'll uh, wave in your general direction. Love okay. you, Danny Boo. All right, well, thank you. Wonder if this listener knows I'm in Cincinnati now. A lot of people will call in or email me and be like, "Hey, I'm in your part, your neck of the woods. I'm in Ashtabula," and I'm like, "I don't live there. I haven't lived there in." Such a long time, or, or Columbus. I haven't lived there in what three, four years. I'm in Cincinnati now. Cincinnati. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. A voicemail line for you 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. And I thought maybe she'd like to ride my horse one day, but apparently she didn't want to ride my horse. No, she had a thing for this older boy named Eric. She wanted his horse, not mine. Of course, he had a bigger horse than I did. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize these shows. Thank you guys so much for a great week of programs. I will be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. Have you or a loved one ordered panties from MyCrustyPanties.com? If you've licked, chewed, or sucked clean a MyCrusty Panty, call the Levinch Group today. Jennifer's discharge is loaded with hepatitis C, chlamydia, syphilis, meningitis, womanagitis, cochil fungus benetine, HIV-1, HIV-2, the AIDSening, HIV-3, the directed DVD illness that's way worse than HIV-1 or 2. If you've experienced any adverse symptoms since chewing on panties with dried-up snatch sludge on them, call the Levin's Group now. You may be entitled to substantial compensation. Bye! Have a great Friday, you motherfucker! has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.